My boyfriend humiliated me at prom and then attacked me in my home after I embarrassed him for leaving him at prom. So I decided to get revenge by attacking him with over a thousand bees. And I've never been in more trouble in my life. Here's what happened. So here's some background information to start things off. I come from a family of sideline beekeepers, so I've been around bees my entire life. I have no problem being around creepy crawlies. And bees tend to be comforting in some kind of way for me. But it isn't like a pet or anything like that. But more like a distraction overall in my life. But anyways, I'm a bit weird because I like bees more than people. My dad sells honey and queen bees as a side business with his main job being an architect. I started dating a junior athlete in high school about two years ago and he was everything I wanted when I was going through my teen fantasy phase. He was tall, he was blonde, he smelled great and he was an absolute delight to be around. For the sake of this story, we'll call him Harris. That is not his real name. Now Harris was a bit of a troubled kid. I knew his parents put pressure on him but that often led to outbursts at others. Now, since I, his bee-obsessed girlfriend, was there at all times, I was the easiest target to lash out at. Now, I'm not a short girl by any means, but Harris, like I said, was tall. And at the time, I hated to admit it, but I truly was afraid whenever he decided to pick on me. But I mean, these events were so far and few between that I just straight up ignored them because I thought he was amazing. We had some of the best times, and he was someone I could be incredibly close with. But my honeymoon period with him stopped about a year later, which is right about the time when he invited me to senior prom. I was a sophomore at the time, so I was super stoked to go. I picked out a dress and everything, and I was feeling on top of the world. I was a bit on the heavy side back then, but not to the point where it was noticeable unless I took my clothes off. But still, I had a dress on. Something that isn't pants. I was so excited. I mean, who cares about your arm fat being out in the open? Well, apparently all of Harris's friends do. I almost forgot that these guys and girls were athletes, and I was absolutely not. As soon as I caught up with them, I found that they were in a totally joking mood, which I thought to myself, okay, that's great. I love jokes. One of his friends said to me, so Harris really likes you. And I just smiled because I knew this as well. I responded by saying, yeah, and I love him too. Harris and I then began to kiss and his friend just rolled her eyes and said something about me being weirdly cute. Harris grinned at that comment and took a break from me to talk. He said, oh really? How is she cute? In what kind of way? And what was said next about me absolutely Absolutely blew my mind as I was insulted in a way that absolutely devastated me. Harris's friend then looked up and said, she's cute like a baby hippo. Now when she said that, she probably meant this as a joke, but I thought it was a bit unusual. Maybe I was self-conscious or something like that and I thought that it was a fat joke. So I didn't laugh and I could feel my face getting hotter and hotter. I had picked up some soda earlier and I was pretty sure it was heating up in my palms. Harris then said in his ever so suave voice as he wrapped his arm around me. Yeah, that's true. His hand then traveled down the side of my dress and he squeezed my stomach. She is my baby hippo and I saw all of it. All of it? Excuse me, you mean all of her? I mean, I'm right here and right about now, I'm regretting even showing up. At this point, all you can hear is laughter. Then their conversation really took off. I mean, it went from zero to 100 really quick. He spilled the honey and told his friends, all five people, about how Harris and myself spent some quality time together, if you know what I mean. He said some off-putting comments about my body and the parts that he wanted to touch. I was trying so hard not to cry, since this could have just been a harmless joke on their part. Needless to say, I wasn't having any of it, so I excused myself not to go to the bathroom, but to go home. I called my dad to pick me up and to not let Harris's dad know that I was leaving. I wasn't even in the area during spring break. My dad flew me to my brother, who was a year younger than me at the time, out to Pennsylvania to have a vacation. We went to Hershey's Chocolate Factory and all of that, and I 
actually had a chance to clear my head. And as far as I can remember, this was the last time my dad was actually pleased with me. When we returned in 10 days, Harris popped in for a visit at a time that he knew my dad wouldn't be home. But my brother was home, playing Minecraft on his PC in his room like he usually does. Now, I thought Harris visited to apologize for the whole baby hippo thing, but honestly, I was grossly mistaken. He ended up hitting me in the gut. I've never been hit before until now, and it was truly horrible. Not only did it hurt like crazy, but it almost made me puke, and it knocked the wind out of me at the same time. He then grabbed me by the shoulders and shouted at me. He said that I shouldn't have left on prom, and how I shouldn't have embarrassed him in front of his friends, and that I should have called him when I was in Pennsylvania. My brother came running down the stairs when he heard all the commotion. I had this urge to bend over and stay bent over, so I couldn't really focus on him. All I know is that he went after Harris, cussing, shouting, and crying. I ran the other way the best I could, trying to breathe first and foremost. It was hard to do anything, or even think straight with this horrible taste in my mouth and nasal cavity, like I'd already thrown up inside my nose or something like that. It was gross and it was certainly upsetting me. Going for my phone was honestly difficult, since Harris had already found his way away from my brother, begging me not to call the cops. I almost got to the landline too, but Harris snatched it from my hand. He broke the cover, took out the batteries, and then proceeded to beg again. This time he didn't touch me, and I told him to get out. So, I ended up having to clean up the house so that my dad wouldn't see any of this. This was going to be my first and last fight with Harris, or so I hoped. But at least he didn't check the landline. My brother was more injured and certainly devastated. He couldn't even ask if I was okay, but I think that he knew that I wasn't, making me want to cry even more. I honestly really looked up to Harris. Now, fast forward about five hours, and it's 10 p.m., and I'm still seething. We found out that my brother had sprained his wrist, so we rigged up some sort of easy-to-remove ice thing for his wrist. My dad was a hard man, so I knew he would get upset at first if he saw the mess that we had gotten into. I can't remember what my intention was, whether I was going to tell him about Harris or not, but I knew that he would be back the day after, so I had to exact my revenge right now. So I shut the doors, my windows, and I waited for my brother to go to sleep. And it's right about then that I decided to get to work. I shimmied into the other set of beekeeper clothing, which is the one that my mom would wear. I got the veil, the gloves, the boots, everything. When it comes to bees, you absolutely have to be prepared. Now, that night was pretty cold, and it felt very unreal, because I was packing thousands of honeybees, moving them around until I got the right number of frames, and all right under my dad's nose. And I was doing this because my plan was to release them on a living human being. We had roughly 30,000 bees per beehive, totaling to about 150 hives. And like I said, it was a side business, and we really needed the honey. I knew at the time that a thousand or so bee stings could take somebody out, if you know what I mean, and I wasn't planning on going to jail anytime soon, but instead, I was just going to make sure that this hurt like crazy. So I isolated a fair number of bees between two frames with a bit of difficulty, and in total, there were about 900 of them. Now, not all of them would sting, but I wanted to get back at him for everything. I mean, who punches their baby hippo, right? Once I had my bees in place, I set the single frame in its own hive closer to home. I then called Harris, and I told him that I wanted to work some things out with him. No violence, none of that stuff. I lied through my teeth, telling him that I won't tell my dad and that I was doing all right. He then showed up about five minutes later and stepped up to my door. The porch light was the only thing illuminating him, and the rest of the place was dark. And that's when I decided to strike. I removed the frames from the hive. I walked up behind him, beekeeper boots squeaking on the steps, with the frames in my hand. I said to him, Hi, Harris. And I thought it would sound cool, but I was crying. My voice was broken. But voice breaking was the least of Harris's problems at the moment. As I was
was holding two open frames with almost a thousand bees. Some of them were flying around, but I was fully protected. But unfortunately, Harris wasn't so protected. I swatted him with one of the frames and thrusted the other one against his mouth, hoping that I could at least have a single bee between his lips. A single bee sting hurts like crazy and will hurt for quite a while. But the thing about bees is that they are part of a true hive mind. If a single bee passes away, all the other bees in the area go into defense mode, stinging at whatever flesh they can find just to push off whatever attacked them. That way they can protect their hive. And the frame I hit Harris with would most likely take out a few of them. The resulting scream was insane. I had never heard him scream before. I almost expected the bees to fly away and hide in some other hive, but no. When bees defend, they really defend. It didn't help that Harris wore short sleeves and had his neck and face exposed, so the bees went for that. Unfortunately for him, none of the bees went inside his mouth like I intended. They were too stupid and wouldn't do that, but instead they just kept stinging him. I ended up falling down the stairs and scrambling into the dark, looking to get away from him. Looking back though, he was in no position to fight. And sure, I shouldn't have run away, but I did. And I got to watch him try to fight his way through a cloud of bees. Now, when it comes to aftermath, no, he did not pass away. But it did take forever for him to recover. And he was pockmarked by scars. And while I did actually spend some time in jail, I wasn't sentenced. My dad was extremely upset at me for using bees as a weapon. And I am currently in the process of working off that payment. My dad doesn't look at me the same anymore. And I feel really bad about that. And honestly, I wish I'd just gone to him first. But in the end, my ex-boyfriend got exactly what he deserved. That might be the craziest form of revenge I've ever heard in my life. Like this lady literally threw a thousand bees at their boyfriend as a form of revenge instead of, I don't know, calling the police. Like first and foremost, that was awful. Your ex-boyfriend really could have passed away. Like that could have taken him out completely. And I seriously think that you got very lucky. That guy's going to have permanent scars for the rest of his life. So it kind of makes sense why you went to jail for a little bit. Now, don't get me wrong. Your ex-boyfriend is awful. He was mocking you very clearly behind your back to all of his friends. And he punched you in the stomach. And this is all because you stood him up at prom and supposedly embarrassed him. But it's so backwards. Like, I would have left if I was in your shoes. There is no way I would let somebody make fun of me like that, who I thought was my significant other, and just take that from all of his friends calling me a baby hippo or whatever. Like, that's crazy to me. You did not deserve that, and he had no right to go into your house and attack you like that. As well as your poor little brother, I feel really bad for him as well, because he was probably just trying to defend his sister. But boy, did you escalate this in a way that I don't think anybody could have expected. Like, this is something you would see straight out of, like, a Stephen King novel. Oh, so my boyfriend hit me and humiliated me in front of his friends? Time to throw a thousand bees at him. Like, that is seriously a crazy escalation. And in my opinion, I really think you should have just, like, called the police and reported him. Like, all of this could have been avoided. You wouldn't have some crazy fine, and you wouldn't have gone to jail. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I just don't think swinging bees around like a hammer is a really good idea. Even though your ex-boyfriend was an absolute piece of work, and he was more than ready to cash that karma check. So hopefully you're able to move on from this, and you're able to pay off the fine or whatever else you need to do. Because this is definitely one of the craziest stories of revenge I've ever heard in my life. And hopefully nothing like this ever happens again. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Also, go to amithejerk.com slash submit if you would like to submit your own stories. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, 
What is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. An angry old man storms into the back of my store looking for a manager, enraged that his card isn't working at the gas pump. And I've never been more blown away by someone's entitlement and actions in my life. Here's what happened. Years ago, I worked at the biggest gas station in the state of Connecticut, and I had the job for almost 10 years. So as you can imagine, I have all kinds of stories from my experiences. But the one that I always remember was from this one old man. Now, if you use your credit or debit card at the pump three times in 48 hours, hours, it would no longer work at the pump for security reasons, but it would work inside. And this was just in case someone stole your card and was on a spending spree or something like that. And trust me, it was always old people that would stick their card in unaware it was accepted three times in a row and didn't realize the pump was ready because it wouldn't let you select your grade of gas until you picked up the nozzle. And for some reason, this always confused people. Anyways, this guy comes in and he's probably in his 90s and he's walking in looking absolutely in Raged. He asked me why his card isn't working, and I attempted to explain this to him, but I always got the same response. But I haven't used it three times in 48 hours. So I then have to explain, yes, you inserted it three times in a row, and this will lock you out. I then try to segue the conversation away from this guy screaming at me, and I just ask him, how much gas do you want? We can take care of it right now. But he just says, I want it to all fill up. And all these older people always want to fill their tanks, which is fine. So I explained to him that he can leave the the card with me and I can let him fill his tank up. And at this point, he's freaking out because he says he can't walk back and forth due to his handicap. I then try to say, sir, that's not my fault. But he says to me, yes, it is. You work here. He then, of course, asked to talk to the manager. So I tell him that I am the manager, even though I definitely am not. But this old man wasn't taking that for a second. He then storms to the back of the store looking for a manager. My assistant manager was actually stocking the cooler, but thankfully he didn't find him because trust me, 
my coworker wouldn't have given him even the time of day. I then yell out, Sir, you shouldn't be walking back and forth like this if you're handicapped. And when I said that, this guy got so angry he didn't even know what to do with himself. He ended up leaving after totally losing it. I don't even remember what he said. He was just so angry. And out of the hundreds of thousands of customers I rang out, I remember him the most for some reason. Now, I would have felt bad for this guy. I really would have. Because I could tell that he was having a difficult time walking. But that guy was a jerk. So honestly, any sympathy went straight out the window. Wow, I can't imagine working the front desk at some kind of store, whether it's a gas station or some kind of retail job, and then have some guy literally storm into the back of your store looking for a manager all over their card not working at the pump. Like seriously, this guy needs to take a break. He needs to take a breather and just calm down. He can literally still fill up his tank. Like I know if I was in his shoes, I would have been like, go ahead and fill up your tank and then honk the horn of your car and I'll bring your card out to you or something like that. And I would even bring the receipt out so he doesn't think I'm trying to steal money from him. So yeah, I don't blame you for not having sympathy for this guy because I personally know people just like this old man who have trouble walking and can't get around as easily as they used to. But they don't act like this in the slightest. In fact, they're quite pleasant to be around and they don't complain about the limitations they have. So overall, this is definitely not your fault. And that old man was being a massive jerk. My entitled manager never does anything correctly at our job and is so lazy and condescending. So I decide to maliciously comply when he tells me to do one of the easiest jobs he has on his desk. And as a result of me purposefully doing it wrong, my manager got in trouble and the owner of our company never let him ever live it down. Here's what happened. So a few years ago, I worked in an exotic car dealership. We were the largest in the world for our brand, which will remain nameless for this post. And the exotic car side was run by one of the owners, a manager who we will call Jim, as well as two others my age who did most of the grunt work with me. Jim also is not his real name. We sold cars in all 50 US states and would ship them wherever they needed to go. We all worked on every deal and were paid off the profit of the dealership, not individual sales. Now, Jim was a major kiss up to the owner who oversaw our department. He wasn't good at his job, but he was good at playing the game needed to stay on the owner's good side. He treated myself and the younger guys like absolute garbage and tried to do as little work as humanly possible. He was openly racist. He would make horrible comments about women and knew literally nothing about the cars that we sold or their main competition. Now, Jim's main responsibility was to send out all paperwork to customers and make sure that everything was set up so that we could release the car. A big part of this was making sure the car was registered before shipping it out if they financed through the manufacturer's financial arm. And most people did that just for the slight discount. This often meant sending all registration paperwork to the customer to go register it locally. And Jim was the only one allowed to do this as our manager had inherent distrust for the younger guys, even though we genuinely did great work. I mean, you don't get to number one in the world for your brand if we weren't doing a good job in some kind of way. Well, when the owner wasn't there, Jim would often do nothing all day and then send some paperwork right before the end of the day. And on that day, things came to a head. He spent the morning shopping for pellet smokers and a cruise for his family to go on and kept interrupting me to show me the different options he was looking at. Meanwhile, I was handling two in-person deliveries as well as dealing with the entire showroom traffic. Well, long story short, the end of the day rolls around and he didn't get the paperwork sent out. So he looked at me and told me to do it. But I explained that the owner made it clear that he's the only one allowed to send the paperwork out for registration. But he threw a fit and demanded that I throw the paperwork out. So that's exactly what I did. Now the title needs to be filled out with the information from the financing company. And if you don't do that, they'll have no claim to that car and the registration won't match. So I sent the 
the blank title out to the customer, knowing that this meant they couldn't just sign it and register it like they were planning to do in the first place. Well, the customer noticed and asked my manager why he left the lien holder off the title, but forwarded this email to our entire department. The owner saw this and freaked out, shouting at my manager, saying, how could you mess this up? It was so simple, which then led to my manager having to admit that he interrupted my actual work to make me send it out while not clarifying that he hadn't even filled out the title yet and that I had to do that. They then sent an overnight envelope to the customer to send it back to us. Then we had to overnight it again once we filled it out. Jim then got an earful from the owner and the owner never let him live it down. Eventually, I quit and moved into software sales and honestly, I'll never work in a dealership ever again. Yeah, that Jim guy's a piece of work. I can't stand dealing with managers who are over me who not only don't do their job, but also don't even make an effort to learn how to do the things around them. They're only in that position because they played the game and not because they're skilled at their job. And in my opinion, if you're going to be a manager, you need to know what you're doing. You need to know the ins and outs of your department and not just sit around on your phone or on the computer looking up cruises you can go on. Like this gym guy absolutely had it coming. And the fact that you were able to maliciously comply and get this guy back is honestly hilarious because people like this absolutely deserve to be put in their place. Because at the end of the day, I really do think people like this are just leeches on society and they really need that kick in the pants to either get to work or get out of the way. This next one came from the Am I the Jerk subreddit. Check the links in the description if you would like to submit your own story. Am I the Jerk for ignoring a Karen who was getting angry at me vacuuming while I was at work? Here's what happened. So for a bit of background information, this is my first job and I've been working at this gym for about two months. I came into work at about 325 like usual. I start unlocking doors and at this point I'm the only one there. So I unlock all the doors and start the laundry like I'm supposed to and then I start up the computer and by then it's about 3.30 so it's right about the time that I should start working. By then an older woman had come in and started on the treadmill. I knew that since we were open 24-7 there would be people most days and I just had to try and work around them. So I grab the vacuum out of storage and I plug it into the wall by the towels and I start vacuuming. I had gotten no further than two minutes in when I hear the lady on the treadmill start shouting. So I turn off the vacuum and I ask her what's wrong. She continues shouting and says, why are you doing that while I'm here? I calmly tell her, ma'am, this is my job. She then interrupts me and starts shouting. I don't care. You can clean when you guys close. Now I stay calm and I tell her that we are open 24 seven and that we never close. And also that I have to do this or I don't get paid. Meanwhile, this lady is still shouting at me. I doubt you even work here. Where's the employee? Now for context, I'm five foot tall. So I knew this was coming. I calmly tell her, ma'am, I'm an employee here and I work until 630 today. She then yells at me to just vacuum when she leaves and tells me to do something quieter until then. But I tell her that without vacuuming, I can't do anything else that's mandatory for the day. And by now she's done listening to me. So I just start vacuuming again. I can hear her shouting at me to stop, but I've already been talking to her for an hour by now. So I just ignored it, knowing that I'm going to be here past 630 working anyways. So honestly, am I the jerk for doing my job and vacuuming while some entitled Karen was at our gym? No, you are not the jerk here. That lady was being weird for literally no reason. And if part of doing your job is like housekeeping and vacuuming and cleaning up or stuff like that, then you just have to do it. And you know what? You cleaning and taking care of the place does not take away from her ability to work out and get in shape. Like seriously, why does she care? Like if you don't like the noise of other people around you, then maybe go buy some earbuds or something like that and use that to listen to music. Like that Karen was being completely obnoxious. And honestly, in my opinion, I don't think you did anything wrong. Thanks
Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, check out the playlist at the top of the description. And if you want some vibey music to put on in the background, check out Easy Mode. If you like Am I the Jerk, check out Am I the Genius. Everything will be linked in the description.